Hello, and welcome to my new podcast called Finding Home. Here I'm going to explore the different avenues of spirituality and religion and finding yourself along the entire way. My name is Max, and I will be interviewing my uh, close friends and compadres as I too try to find who I am and who I want to manifest to become. For our first guest in the first episode of this obviously very notorious, very big channel that's going to pop up and explode in the timelines, this is my friend from college. Hey, what's up? My name's Chase, and I run the Akashic Librarian YouTube channel. Check me out. Yep. Um, so, Chase, we can go right into this, or we can, you know, take the scenic route. But basically, I wanted to kind of find out your thoughts about the... Um, crisis we're in right now in the world. What do you think about this bubble? So you want me to ask, answer about the coronavirus or the economy? The coronavirus's effect on the economy. Getting out of jobs and kind of like getting out of different places because of like forced mandates mm-hmm. and then people aren't even allowed to look at each other in the face anymore. And then there's there seems to be a lot at play here, but maybe I'm just thinking too far ahead. Oh yeah, definitely. So the whole mask mandate and everyone wearing masks definitely destroys people's spirit. And first of all, the mask mandates aren't even lawful. And the whole coronavirus thing is just big government trying to step on the little guy's freedom. Like why would they close all the small businesses when all the big businesses are still open? Uh, that makes no sense whatsoever. It's like you're expecting people, the people in big businesses that have to manage thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are able to follow instructions, but small businesses with a very small amount of people um, to manage and very small traffic in their places anyways are um, incapable of following directions that need to be uh, enforced to save the planet from a disease. I think that is very ridiculous, but that's just, like, part of the answer to yeah. me. Because it's also, like, doing stuff like that, you have to, um, you're destroying people's livelihoods. And some people, that's that was their dream, was to make these small businesses yeah. and, like, you know, just live by themselves and figure this all out. And by taking that away from them, I would imagine, spiritually and, like, you know, egotistically in these, like, people's bubbles, they are crushed. And the suicide rates and other things are, I'm sure, summiting to the freaking top of the charts in a lot of, in, like, the death toll of America. Lots of domestic violence increases in the household during this time as well. For sure. Just because of um, alcohol intake different drugs like there's nothing else to do boredom people can't live with themselves in their own spiritual set where they uh have been twisted for so long Mm -hmm. but that's why i kind of made this podcast was to try to make try to get people to find that center 
to try to get back into um, finding a place where they can, uh, where they don't have to resort to vices all the time and yeah. to like hedonism or pleasure and or like uh, different mind-altering states. So they can find, try to find themselves and live with themselves. Because it's very hard, very hard to live with yourself uh, when you're just sitting there, like, you know, thinking of what you did in the past. Yeah. All the time, just stuck in your house. You know, you can't move anywhere. You can't find, make new friends. It's very hard to, like, you know, you got to be creative in new ways. And there's not a lot of direction right now, it seems. But what inspired you to start the Acoustic Library and YouTube channel? What inspired me is that I was in college and I found that through learning mathematics, basically college math is just completely BS. They teach you infinity and all this other crap about ill-formed concepts. Mm -hmm. I learned that from John Gabriel, but besides that, I decided to make my own curriculum. It's called four-dimensional education, although some other people also have the same idea. So there's a book called four-dimensional education. It's the same idea that I have. So I decided to just keep writing in my notebooks the whole curriculum of four-dimensional education. And it came to a point where I needed to express that. And based on my research, I chose the name Akashic Librarian to express the four-dimensional educational model. I, I think that's really interesting. What do you, um, where does acoustic come from? Is that, that's like an alien reference or is that a... Um, akasha means quintessence or fifth essence. It's like um, outer space, basically. Space, mm -hmm. space librarian or... Cosmic libtard. <laughs> librarian. <laughs> yeah. I do... The librarian is a very important uh, distinction as well. I don't know if you ever watched the uh, Twilight Zone or anything. I've seen like feel They have this one episode where it's like the obsolete man. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? No. They had... Um, it's like people in government could decide who is going to live and who is going to die based on their essential values and if they were going to contribute to the state or the government mm -hmm. at the time. And so librarians were sort of phased out as part of their um, agenda because they wanted to try to uh, you know, get people away from education wow. or um, you know, writing down yeah. anything or marking a certain... Uh, history, yeah. like history or, you know, learning, knowledge. So, um, we, so in the Twilight Zone they had, the librarian was obviously pretty smart as well, mm -hmm. and when they declared that he was obsolete and not essential for what they were doing, they demanded that he die, and then he has one last request, and he screws over some of the, um, they make the, uh, State. They make one of the head statement. The guy that declared him to die in court uh -huh. to um, 
admit that God existed, and then he... Uh, oh, that's pretty baller. Yeah, so if he made him exist, made him proclaim that God existed, he had to get executed as well. And that's how that episode ended. Sorry, I ruined it for you guys. Yeah. But, um... Funny you should say that, because I went to the library recently. Well, the library in, um, I think, Cody, Wyoming, it's... The mask mandate is still there, but the one here in Delray, the, you can't even walk around the library. Like You have to walk up to the receptionist, ask for the exact book that you want, and you can only stay there for 30 minutes. Oh my god. So I was like, this sucks. Can't Get me out of here. Enjoy it. Look, look around. Enjoy like the scene. Find new books. You have to already know what you want. Exactly. That's ruining the experience almost. You know, some people just go to the library just to read. Some people just go to the library just to research, you know, mm -hmm. get a quiet place and, you know, try to find themselves or uh, meditate in a way. I always, I sort of consider reading as like a form of med meditation. I don't know how uh, scientific that is or anything, but... I'm sure. I'm going to keep saying studies. That. Yeah. There is like a point to going to the library and uh, being like you know being forward in like trying to obtain knowledge and it seems like more and more we're trying to like the agenda is to push it away from that there seems like there's a lot of you should go uh, spend your time looking at porn instead or you yeah. should spend your time you know trying to um, play video games or like you know other things which isn't like a huge deal like sure if you want to do that if you're into um sort of you know these lustful or you know greed or whatever into these sins then you can um do that but like the search for you know trying to be righteous or trying to be yourself without succumbing to like some of these lesser frequency things or lesser um, lesser valued things at like as like a spiritual level yeah you kind of um, are looked down upon by everybody else everybody else is kind of like shaming you for like trying to reach these higher levels at least that's what I think it's I funny how the counterculture back then in the 80s went completely backwards oh yeah like being a Christian is now counterculture What what's up with that completely counterculture anybody who it's almost like in Twilight Zone where anybody who like even wants to say that there is a god or if there is like other stuff besides a simulation which by the way if you say it's a simulation there's still a creator to the simulation right or is that just like thrown out of the window that's just a lower frequency of your uh, mindset Sim saying a simulation is like I don't I don't like people that say it's a simulation because you're you're acknowledging that there's obviously a pattern going on and there's like um, something but you're not giving any credit it's not it seems like yeah. it's like oh yeah you know it's just a computer doing that you're not getting it you think you get it and you're like think you're smart or something but you you have no idea what you're talking about exactly you almost see it but you don't see the whole picture what I was saying before that was um, your God is the state is your God or the government is your God these, these huge uh, corporations and everything these yeah. are the people 
that you need to be taking a knee for and you know bowing down to and stuff and I think that is gonna um, bite some people in the ass if they you know if they don't realize the symbolism behind what's happening behind what they're doing but you know also I'm coming on a little strong here yeah definitely <laughs> um, there's also this issue of um, me taking up a lot of the time I kind of want you to just like talk about oh, I don't know what you want to yeah I don't know what I want to talk about either yeah I know that's just uh, if you have any questions I'm free to answer yeah certainly I have questions about like uh, or if you want to get my opinion on anything stuff yeah. like that what do you think about um, spiritually like a like a creator do you think there's a creator definitely okay god 100 percent mm-hmm. you're a christian as well i'm a christian yeah sure. well i would say i'm a christian because i don't drink blood i don't drink human blood i don't eat babies um i don't go to church because only pagans go to church yeah every sunday those that's in um, the book I just sent, Behold the Pale Horse. Mm-hmm. They have a, a section in there by proclaiming that the holy day is Sunday instead of Saturday. You're actually going back to the Roman times of paganism and yeah. um, where the Romans were basically rulers at the Vatican and those people were um, proclaiming that Sunday was the righteous or the... Um, the day of you know taxes or whatever yeah and then so not saying that the sabbath was a saturday you sort of lose credibility not credibility you lose uh, sight you lose sight of what sight of yeah integrity and you also lose like um you lose the picture you lose the perception of the uh what you're doing another thing i don't like about churches is that when they file themselves as a nonprofit organization with the IRS under 501c3, they basically just snipped all their balls and let the government rape them. They let them, it becomes church and state. Yeah, exactly. It becomes the same thing anyways by having to register into these different groups. By registering and like, that's almost admitting defeat. Like you admit, you acknowledge that they exist. Mm-hmm. And then, so having like a church do that pay their tithes for the to government. the state the pagan state it's very backwards it's very uh, inversion inversed of like what we were told or try to taught as yeah. kids I believe but you know you also meet a lot of friends there You in school and you mm-hmm. meet uh, it's a good social outing but right at a time like this it seems uh, that's even been inverted to where yeah. you can't really... You're not meeting anybody. I'm not saying people shouldn't go to church. I'm saying that when a church pays taxes, that's not separation of church and state. People should definitely go hang out, church, get along with each other, love each other. I have no problem with that. 
especially the state saying that you can't go to church, but you can go protest with 100 plus people, that's very backwards to me. Extremely backwards. And then you see these videos online now, it's it looking like a war zone. Yeah. A lot of places. And um, it seems like it's only going to be escalating till this uh, rapture comes. <laughs> Let's hope it election. comes soon. <laughs> yeah. I, hope, I hope you're ready for that. You know what? Um, have you ever seen V for Vendetta? I have seen the movie. V for Vendetta. Doesn't it take place in 2020? Oh, I have no idea. Where I know there's a global virus. Yeah, they do have that in V for Vendetta, and I know they say, remember, remember, the 5th of November, mm-hmm. which seems like it's coming up soon. Yeah, it is coming and up And if soon. that is in the 2020, like, you know, it's a better time than any. Have you heard of David Icke? I have heard of David Icke. I feel like year. David Icke prepared me for this year more than anything else. When did you hear about David Icke? Well, I saw like a few YouTube videos back when I was really young about this guy talking about reptilians and I was like, what's that about? That's nothing. And then like two years ago, I found out who David Icke actually was and he talks about spirituality and consciousness and I realized that's way more important than whatever BS is on TV. So I started following David Icke like listening to his messages and actually understanding that we need to love each other and not just separate ourselves into oblivion. Absolutely. The more they divide us, it's easier to uh, conquer. Definitely. Each other. And that's just, that's almost like from Art of War, like from a movie or from a book 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Um, I heard of David like, like a year ago, maybe this year. And I think he's a, um, I think he's a very uh, smart guy. Yeah. He had a, um, I know their big thing to try to get rid of him or try to make him look ridiculous was, like, you know, saying reptilian stuff. They asked him on, like, British television if he was, like, the second coming of Jesus, if he was Jesus or something. And he's like, I, he does kind of feel like that. And it's like, we all are kind of like Jesus in a way, right? We're made yeah. in their image made in the image of God I think it's very um, interesting that when he tried to give his answer um, people were trying to laugh at him and embarrass his family and this crazy like so much um, jabbing and so much humiliation that he was trying to go through at like for his whole family like he probably doesn't care about it but like having like a, a kid and a son that was just like oh my god like what the fuck I'm the guy that's Dad says that he's Jesus. And wow. he, um, what's awesome is that when he, even in that interview still, like, he felt like he kind of messed up, yeah. like, saying that. But then after, like, even after he said that and, he, and they laughed, he was like, it's funny because even if, if I really was Jesus or if Jesus was down here and you asked him that question and he said yes, you guys would all still laugh. Yep. And that is kind of true in a way. But it's also... The hypocrisy know, of mainstream media. Absolutely. They, there's Sometimes it's just like a freaking button they press and people are laughing. That's, yeah. Like Friends. You ever watch Friends? No. I don't watch any... Um, sitcom. Laugh track shows. Oh, yeah. Laugh it's just track so shows. annoying. I like... Yeah. 
Oh, Disney Channel was huge on that stuff. Yeah. Disney Channel had everybody thinking that everybody was laughing every two seconds. Yeah. Over, you know, somebody here, like, out of place or something. Nice way to slide some commie propaganda in there. Oh, for certain. Well, Disney, from what from what I heard, and then I tried to research a little bit, was a complete Satanist, actually. Yeah. And they have... Um, I don't know if you've seen it recently in the news. They changed some of the Lilo and Stitch um, scenes. Really? Yeah, from the Disney Plus. It's like so they have the original DVD, and on Disney Plus they changed some of the scenes so that they found, so that the babysitter of Lilo opens like she hide. Lilo is hiding in like a pizza box uh, thing. Yeah. And then the babysitter finds her in there instead of a laundry instead of like hiding in the laundry. That's interesting. Right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So that is kind of interesting. I yeah, think. I wonder how they would change that or why. I don't know why they would change it either. But, you know, Disney has a lot of symbolism in it as well. As, as After you do, like, a psychedelic or something, you start thinking about a lot of the Disney um, experiences and stories. Yeah. And they have a lot of underlying themes in them. Yeah. That people don't even realize. Pinocchio really stood out to me. When Why I started watching Pinocchio again. Because what happens is Pinocchio um, wants to be a real boy. Uh-huh. And he wants to be, like, a famous uh, person, really. Yeah. He just wants to be, like, very cool. And they have this um, scene where he goes to Pleasure Island with all the boys. And all the boys are just, like, drinking beer like his age yeah. like the original original one that was like a cartoon way long ago and so when the boys stay there for too long drinking boy, drinking beers as like an 8 year old or you know 10 year olds I hated beer when I was young yeah I, I didn't like it either but I stayed away from it um they turn into donkeys oh yeah I remember that and then they ship them back into the world and then so everybody becomes donkeys. But Pinocchio escapes, and then he has to fight off like a giant whale and beats up and saves his father and stuff. It also ties in to this uh, music video I just watched by um, Panic at the Disco. They have a, um, hey, look, Ma, I made it. That, their disc. that one has a lot of uh, references to Pinocchio. And so when Pinocchio wants to be like a real boy, he kind of, um, he has to sign like some paperwork, like because, you know, these foxes are like trying to get him to be a uh, person. Okay. But they're like selling him into fame, selling him into like these different things. I just think that is... Very interesting. Obviously, all the uh, Disney movies have their hidden meaning, hidden meanings. Their predictive programming. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite Disney movie? It's a tough one. Or which one I, you I try it? not to remember Disney movies. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Especially looking back at it, you're like, damn, these are all crazy. I guess uh, Pixar movies are alright. I like Wally. I think I've seen that a few times. True. I haven't seen. I actually saw Wally 
one time. <laughs> okay. And it was like, I mean, I liked it. Yeah. I think or like Toy Story. Yeah. Toy Story 1. But then again, like, it's just kids' movies, I don't... Yeah, I don't see the point of all that stuff. Yeah. Kids' movies. Like, it's ex- it's like, oh, there's people that don't want to deal with it because it's, like, kids' stuff. And then the people that are interested in these sort of um, kids' movies or, like, trying to bring entertainment to kids also kind of have their agenda some of the times. Yeah. And... I think we're starting to realize that now. But that's, like, you know, how long has that been happening? For a long time. Certainly, yeah. Lots of, I mean, the television, programming people, like, from young people to old people. People who still watch television are just being programmed by the mainstream media. Any media on television. Like, if you can't go to the library to read the books you want to read, and then they put on just television entertainment to waste your time brainwash you do all this other stuff to put you in fear consciousness that's extremely destructive to everyone I absolutely agree with that this fear consciousness is always coming back fear they want you they really love these useful idiots that are just always sharing their stuff as well what do you what do you think about the failed protest of the NBA players can't say I know too much about it because I don't watch the NBA. I don't watch any sports. Like, if it's on TV, I might glance at the television, but, like, I really don't know anything about it. What kind of sports did you play? I've played soccer when I was, like, 10 to 14, but that's it. And then after that, I picked up shuffling, and I've been a shuffler ever since. Really? Yeah, and I recently met this guy on Atlantic Ave who recorded a shuffle video of me and posted on TikTok and then now I'm going to his studio next week to make some music because I've also learned how to make music. Ah, what kind of um, what kind of programs do you use to make music? I use Logic Pro. Um, Basically, I was listening to a lot of hard style when I was younger and then I wanted to make music so I could make shuffle videos that didn't get copyright claimed but in that process I just like fell in love with sound design not really music making I just spent so much time designing sounds and trying to make my own music so I ended up going to industrial hardcore techno (laughs) just so I could learn the software so I just made like a bunch of distorted kick drums and all this other stuff but then eventually by the end of it I came out with another song which by the way is Quasmic Metamodernist feel free to check that out decide for yourself if it's good or bad I don't know but I was able to copyright that song and include it in my videos and now those videos are copyright claimed nice and then so, music, I think, is another way to attach to the soul and the spirit, speaking a different, like, tone. And I think, like, I think music is a very good influencer on, like, how to get people 
like programmed but also yeah. like how to maybe you know get people program and deprogram deprogrammed by themselves like non-lyrical music yeah it's some of the it can be very soothing can be very hardcore there's so many different avenues to go and you don't have to listen to the bullshit yeah you don't listen like you know to people trying to feed you something affirmations that like if you listen to a song a lot that's affirming yourself like as if you said it yourself right you try to connect to it and make it almost seem like it was your voice that was saying yes exactly I am if you listen to it a lot yeah if you listen to it a lot then it's almost like programmed and you just download it into you and you're you're like yeah this is in my head stuck in my head forever yeah exactly it's very easy that's why that was one of the theories of how the bible got uh, created was because it was actually written through song. That's really cool. And um, well, it was, it was spoken through song, and then people would just keep reiterating it, and then eventually people could write it down in the uh, tongue, in the Hebrew uh, language at the time. Uh-huh. And um, so that was how, like, that was the theory at least. Yeah. Of, like how it was always the same story. I didn't know that. I heard that from this uh, musician, this rapper. Immortal Tech okay. is the name. Yeah. He has some very interesting theories, but he's also a uh, communist, which is very interesting oh, as well. Oh, no. How do you feel about communism? It's... The ideology is just completely broken, and it only serves the people at the top, like the back of a $1 bill. Mm-hmm. The Illuminati pyramid, who's at the top communists or lucifer or satan yeah it's always the same people and it's like oh we're gonna save the world with communism it's like no i don't think so i think people have been trying that for a very long time there's so many deaths due to communism yeah like stalin for example after world war ii had um these camps called the uh gulags called gulags and he would have these gulags for people who didn't believe in communism and then once the uh, Russians got back from World War II that fought the soldiers they were exposed to other walks of life besides communism and Stalin perceived that every single guy who fought for him had to go to these gulags to uh, die basically it's like another form of concentration camps by the uh, Russians and there's a bunch of books on uh, that fall as well, obviously, Communist Manifesto is uh, probably the classic. But there's also um, Gulag Archipelago. Yeah. And different um, things like that. But yeah, people that push, com- people just get in these positions, these famous positions of power, and they probably have to, they get a little bit of information. That's why they can sort of uh, get ahead on people yeah and then they always want to add that twist at the end instead of like trying to perfect it or not you don't even have to perfect it or undo changes from the past they want to just stack whatever it is it goes with the constitution it goes with bill of rights it goes with a lot of things that people respect are powerful like the church as well it's just stacked anything oh let's just leave it how it is and then let's just Add to it, 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 add to it. And I think we're getting to that boiling point 
where things are starting to tip over. Yeah. But I still have a lot of freaking research to do, and I don't. I obviously am always willing to change my ideas, and I, not for communism, but like for other stuff. Well, as long as you keep your mind on love and God, and don't drink baby blood, you should be good. Absolutely, man. That's the ultimate compromise. These, like, these people are deep. Some of these people. And I guess it's coming quicker than we think. We have this Q movement that a lot of people are into. Um, What do you think about Q? When did you start following here about Q? Pretty much near the inception of Q, October 17th is when the first post was. Right, 2016. Yeah. No, not. I think it was 2017. 2017. I probably caught on to it November 2017, um, and it's grown quite large. I saw, like two days ago, on Atlantic Avenue, the downtown street, um, who is Q, spray-painted on the street. Oh my god. Yeah, twice, and... That's how I knew it was like... That's pretty good. Yeah, this is, oh this is the moment. This is the year. Um, some, like, my friends from high school asked me if I was Q back, <laughs> back really? when it was going on. So yeah, because I caught on. And um, basically, I think Q is... Its purpose was to expose the tech censorship because... I mean, some of the stuff, what Q was saying, I understood some of it, not really. But the other people in the tech and the mainstream media, they just want to shut that down completely. So um, Yeah, it opened a lot of people's eyes to censorship then about Q. Yes. Or exposing it. Yes. So started on 4chan, 4chan kicked Q off, so Q moved to 8chan. And then people were taking Q's posts and putting them on other websites like Reddit. And I think that's the biggest one. And then a year later, Banhammer strikes. All the outside sources get shut down. And then probably six months after that, the 8chan hosting service, Cloudflare, completely shuts down, takes them off. And then following that... Um, 8chan moves their server <laughs> into Russia and I can't believe nobody talks about this like the mainstream media is like Russia this Russia that but they're not going to say Q is posting from Q. Russia <laughs> that, I mean it's just the biggest hoax like I, yeah. I just I can't believe it and then now um, Q still posts on 8 Coon, the new service but like seeing what um, the deep state did to 8chan just cause like some anonymous poster posted some information they just don't want them to see it like I don't get it that's crazy so people have cause if you're not paying attention to Q you haven't seen too much of that outside of Q you might see like Alex Jones like maybe a year ago two years ago yeah but people are used to it from the Q movement mm-hmm. everybody in Q is just like We've seen this, like, 
all the time. All They're always pretty happy. much completely censored. Yeah, new claims like YouTube channels, especially. Yeah, they always kick out. There's uh, a few alternatives popping up though all the time. There's like Twitch. Yeah, Twitch. Twitch is a Bitcoin SV application. So everything you post on Twitch is stored forever on the Bitcoin SV blockchain. And Twitch is like a big intersection between QAnon and Bitcoin and what else is there? Social media censorship Mm because you can't get censored on Twitch unless they kick you off, but there's no reason to do that. Yeah, that would have to be like... You still keep all of your data. Like, yeah. all of your data is still yours, and you keep it with you even if you're kicked off the platform. Another one would be, like, Gab. I think Gab is a very good one as well. Its um, founder is a Christian guy, uh, Andrew Torba, and he does... Um, he's, he's making his rounds a little bit now. There's a lot of Q followers yeah. that have migrated to the Gab website because I guess they get uh, crucified on freaking YouTube or demonetized on YouTube and um, these different Twitter and all these different things like uh, Praying Manic Praying Medic I understand is a very avid follower and he um, he decrypts a lot of Q's messages yeah Um, but there's others um, ones as well but the censorship is like kind of the biggest issue like ever and it's kind of like we, we were expecting to have like this free speech kind of just carry over yeah like to the internet and it's not it's turned out not to be so easy yeah that's not the case yeah especially with how people had a uh hold for so long seems like there wasn't really a need to do it until um, people started waking up and another big problem with the internet is that the monetary services on the internet are based on the dollar Can you talk to me? and the dollar is just dead. tanking yeah because it's not backed by anything it's not exactly going back from silver or gold they're off those standards and um, so it's it'll be interesting to see what and we're going cash, cashless too now there's a little push for cashlessness well I think cashless cash less is a different subject entirely because the dollar in the idea of the dollar is already not backed by anything so the internet today is also not backed by anything either. And this is what um, blockchain and cryptocurrencies are trying to overcome, the censorship and monetizing your ideas and making a more permanent internet that's not just backed by nothing. Mm-hmm. I think that's very uh, important to try to like back what we were having like with Bitcoin and these different other cryptocurrencies are trying to get on the rise because they can also be tracked, it seems like, just the regular yeah. dollar because there's a paperwork behind all these things from the banks mm-hmm. and um, 
different, you know, compromised systems already from the euro trying to make it like, you know, all one currency. Yeah. And then countries. So back to the cashless thing. We are already cashless. The physical notes, that's not cash. It's currency. Cash would be a note indicating some sort of physical value. The physical notes we have don't have any value. It's just a piece of paper with artwork on it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like saying, oh, we're going to go to a cashless society by phasing out the dollar bills. No, we're already there. Oh, yeah, we've always been reprinting. Uh, and, like, there's unlimited potential, especially if we get rid of all the money. All the money decays from freaking erosion. We're still getting um, this... We're, there's no limit right. to it. And by not having... QE infinity. Yeah. Not having these uh, limits or um, value to associate with what we're um, using to exchange. Like, where, where can we get it from? Where are we finding? There could be just an error on a computer. Exactly. And that could be infinity. Yeah. They... The... People at the Federal Reserve say that they simply mark up the amount of the account on the computer. So, you mind if I play some examples for you? Yeah, let's do it. We're always experimenting here at uh, Finding Home. Is that tax money that the Fed is spending? It's not tax money. We simply use the computer to mark up the uh, size of the account. They use the computer to mark up the size of the account. It's literally just numbers on a screen. Zeros and ones. I have another one for you here. Now, who is, uh, who's speaking here? This is Jerome Powell. I don't know the last person. Simply flooded the system with money. Yes, we did. That's another way to think about it. We did. Where does it come from? Do you just print it? We print it digitally. So we, you know, we, as a central bank, we have the ability to create money uh, digitally. And we do that by buying treasury bills or, or bonds or other government guaranteed securities. And that, that actually increases the money supply. We also print actual currency and we distribute that through the Federal Reserve Banks. <sighs> That guy just seems, sounds like he has no idea, like, how it actually works. He's clueless. He's, but, you know, that's, I guess that's just, you know, skeptic in me. Yeah. He's, like, uh, he just looked lost saying it, like, looking at his face, but... They just mark up the account. It's, like, there's no value to it. It's not even, like... What you're seeing on the screen is some manipulation of ones and zeros. How do those ones and zeros turn into the dollars represented in base 10? Digitally. And they don't even have it. Like, when did they start doing this? (laughs) I think uh, 1971 or... When they got off this uh, gold gold standard. standard. They immediately switched to this zeros and ones floating in account. Yeah. Okay. Let's hope so. So they can fill the timeline with that. And they don't even have to print it. Like, 
all this um, 26 trillion debt. Like, oh, yeah. there's not even, there's only 1.7 trillion printed. Printed. Yeah. And they're trying to, I remember in the Obama administration, they were trying to print like a new coin or something. Yeah. Is what they were saying to hold the value for how much debt we owed China or something. That was a while ago. The commies are running this place to the ground. They've done that since the beginning. They've infiltrated even the uh, rappers. Um, so, Chase, now comes the ultimate question. Okay, bring it on. I figure we should wrap it up with a banger. How do you define a conspiracy theorist? That's a tough one. So a conspiracy is just a group of people working together to do harm to another group of people. So a conspiracy theorist would be someone who has an idea that a certain group of people are conspiring. But the way that, you know, how things are backwards today is people think that all conspiracies are theoretical. When they don't, like, how can you say that when a conspiracy is something that is? Right. I don't know, but we're going to get to the bottom of this as we continue the series. Thank you all for tuning in, and good luck out there in finding your home. <laughs>